0: You are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage. You push play and they'll push the limits.
1: And Happy New Year to everybody. As you can see, nothing has changed. Time still cannot be on time, even in a new year.
2: Welcome to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast. We want to kick off January 1st, 2024, by saying you made it. Congratulations. Uh, I know there's a few people in 2023 to start over, Gary, that January 1st was like, oh, this ain't going to be my year. I ain't going to make it. Uh, There's a lot of things in my life. 2024, it's probably going to be impossible, but we made it, Gary. We are in 2024. Won't he
1: do it? I will say people are already going crazy before 2024. They're already preparing for 2024 to be crazy between the election and the conspiracy theory of all the billionaires building underground bunkers. People were expecting things to go crazy in 2024.
2: Well, now let's let's make sure we, we get this understood, though, Gary, um, as we talk about this new year as it unfolds. I'm going to say that 2024 is going to be my year. It's going to be the year that the Williams name gets cemented in the history of the world. I don't know how. I'm just claiming it because it's January 1st, and that's just generally what people do.
1: Oh, Would I, I see where you're it? going with that. I see where you're going with that. You weren't being real. You were being facetious, facetious saying something that's not going to come true because most people, everybody thinks they're going to change and they're going to do all this stuff, and 99% of people don't do any different.
2: Wow, Gary, that hurt. That hurt. her. you telling me? Facts hurt. So you telling me? So you obviously haven't seen Dave Chappelle's uh, new stand-up. But no, I'm a dreamer, I plan on Gary. watching that tonight. I'm a dreamer, Gary, and as a dreamer that has very powerful dreams, I'm telling you, January 1st, 2024, this is going to be my year. It's going to be a very similar year that um, I've had in the past in terms of when I glue up, it's, it's, I, I think that's the past tense of glow you don't say you glowed up right you you glue up right is that how it is
1: I guess if you're glueing like, yourself to something
2: yeah well however you say it I did it and and that's where I am right now uh but there's a lot of positive things coming to me in 2024 Gary you got to speak it into existence you know uh I know you don't believe in New year's resolutions neither do I but at oh. some point you have to start and who am I to get mad at those that start January 1st Gary
1: uh you're the normal person you are i know you have a gripe already though i I already know you have a gripe going into the new year
2: i do i do have a gripe but i gotta say this gary before i move forward i would like to let you guys know that in 2024 d'angelo Williams will be bringing a championship
1: all right mute all right, I'm not even going to let him talk about this crap because nobody cares. He was too scared to put it up on the line because he's afraid of losing. So we're not even going to dive into that. I'm not going to let him talk about it. Uh, we're just going to dive right into that first topic because I know he has a lot of issues with an Airbnb logins for Netflix, Hulu, all that kind of stuff. So we're going to let him dive in first and we'll see how it goes.
2: Okay. it It, it really grinds my gears. It really pisses me off. When you stay at an Airbnb, and when you're in that Airbnb, you know how Netflix has those things where you can only use Netflix at your house um, uh, amongst all the devices, but if you move it, there's a process, and that process is lengthy. Well, I have a gripe because I, I like to go, I like to stay in Airbnbs, and the reason why I like staying in Airbnbs, other than the fact that, there's sometimes a cheaper a cheaper route than hotels is the fact that people log in with their IDs, whether it's Netflix, Peacock, Hulu, Prime Video, uh, MGM Plus, whatever your poison is, you'll log in at, at these Airbnbs. This is what bothers me about certain people that stay there. Airbnbs. When you stay at an Airbnb and somebody logs in and they forget to log out, don't do something stupid under that person's account, okay? Because not everybody wants to go in and put their login and information in. We would love to come and stay at that Airbnb. Somebody forgot. And we treat that like it's our passcode, like we logged in. Meaning, I'm going to change your algorithm because I'm going to watch what I want to watch. But at the same time, I'm going to respect it. I'm not going to create a new... Uh, password. I'm not going to go in your settings and try to change anything. I'm going to respect the fact that you totally forgot, but I am going to watch my shows underneath your profile because you have just saved me a step on making it there. And if I haven't had Netflix or Peacock or any of these uh, devices or apps on my phone in a very long time because I choose not to pay for them, when I go to the Airbnbs, then I now get them. For I'm not going to say free, but quote unquote, respecting those that left their account open or logged into for me to use it, because I know the only thing that I'm changing in that account is the algorithm. I'm not changing anything else. I'm not adding uh, a name for myself. I'm not going into their password or settings to try to change or see anything. I am merely doing what anybody would else should do, and that's clearly just watch what you want to watch and then just just get out of there. Just get out of there. Stop no, I, doing stupid stuff.
1: No, I agree with you. I can guarantee you I'm going to mess up your algorithms, though. That is for sure, because most of the time, whenever I log into one on somebody else's, their algorithms are are. I mean nothing that I watch is there. So I'm definitely messing that up, but like you said, I'm not creating a profile. I'm not going to I'm not going to change the background. I'm not going to change the pictures of the profiles. I'm not doing any of that. I'm just going to simply just watch and enjoy and appreciate that you left it logged in for me to use.
2: Yeah, on top of that, Gary, I'm I'm, I'm telling you this is 2024 cuz yeah, we need to leave that 2023 behavior in 2023 and I'm trying to encourage people to respect other people's login information and all that but you can still hey look i appreciate you leaving it open and logged in but i'm gonna respect it and i'm the reason why i feel that way is this this reason right here gary i went to an airbnb and i stayed in airbnb and i forgot to log out well as a result of me not logging out somebody created their own like profile and all that and i had to log out and had to reset my passwords and all that gear. And I was just like, man, they could have just did the respectable thing, watch what they wanted to watch. And I would have been like, damn, bro. Like my algorithm is crazy. Like where's all this stuff coming from? But at the same time, I wouldn't have been like, dude, who just created a whole nother profile. And now I got to log out of everything, got to log back into everything else. It was just, I was like, this is
1: just be respectful. So playing devil's advocate. Would you rather them create their own profile while they're there, use it so it doesn't mess your algorithms up and then delete it when they leave? No. No, because I don't
2: wanna know that's like that's like coming somebody coming in your house, eating your food and then washing your dishes after Gary. Like you okay with it? Now, the fact that they came in your house is what the problem is. You see what I'm saying? That's what the that, that and that's what my problem is. Uh it is is simply that.
1: Makes sense. That makes sense.
2: Um, but, hey, I, I I am 2024. We are respecting those that forget their login information. And it's been a few times, Gary, where I almost wanted to log somebody out. And I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm hoping that the next people respect it just like I did. You know, and, and and we move on from there. Um that's one of my that's my biggest gripe of twenty twenty three that we want to leave in twenty twenty three. is there anything, Gary, that you would like to leave in twenty twenty three that we do not bring to twenty twenty four in order for twenty twenty four to be successful.
1: Uh, and it doesn't ref, require politics anything refs, like that. Refs costing games in the NFL? And, uh, that's one thing I would like to leave out of in 2023 and not have in 2024. Just, and I don't even care. If I don't watch. It's just well, I don't want to hear people talking about it. I don't care, I, if I care
2: about it. I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you, and, and I, I really, and this can be the football section of, of, of our conversation, as we relate to football because I kind of want to keep everything to like the new year oh. and you know, uh, thoughts and, and things of that nature. But as it relates to football, Gary, my question to you is not necessarily about football, but it was reported, and we all know that Mike Tomlin is a winner. It came out yesterday that Mike Tomlin has had 17 straight winning seasons. Four, it seems 500. like. Yeah. It seems like every year his job is on the line. Make it make sense, Gary. Um, every would, time there's a coach on the hot seat, it's him on the hot seat. Well, you tell me why and 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 I I'm listening to you, Gary. So whatever okay, you say how, right how now How long
1: are you content with mediocrity? I guess that's what that's the original that's the first thought. How long are you okay with? We, just we've being had mediocre? seventeen
2: winning seasons, Gary. What do you mean mediocre? If you're five
1: hundred, you're mediocre. Five hundred is five hundred cut on as a winning record, by the way.
2: Right. So out of the seventeen seasons, how many of those were winning records? Like maybe I I'm gonna say seventeen. I'm gonna take a guess before you look it up because I know you probably have looked it up already and you got the answer to this. And I don't have it. Seventeen seasons of having a winning record, five hundred or above. Out of those seventeen, my question is: is how many of them was eight and eight? Because you, they no longer can do that now, Gary. We're on the seventeen-game season, so nine and eight, ten and like it'll be definitive now. It won't be just eight and eight at five hundred. You're gonna have to. You're gonna be the above. Or below 500, that's the one thing I, I, I like but dislike about. i rather I'd rather them go to a 15 game season than go to a 17 game season, because now it it allows you to either have a winning season, Gary, or a losing season instead of going eight and eight. So with that being said, out of the seventeen games of winning streak, how many times out of the 17 has he gone eight and eight?
1: Three times.
2: That's impressive.
1: But, okay, so here, let me clarify. No, no,
2: no, 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 no. no, no. I don't don't want to hear how many times he went 9-7. I don't care about how many times he went 9-7. You said 8-8 and before the argument. So out of 17 seasons, three times he was 8-8. and Why is
1: he on the hot seat? Yeah, that's that's what I'm going to explain to you. So in 17 years as a head coach, he's been a Super Bowl champion once. His second year as a head coach.
2: Okay. Right, it, and and so it's been debate, and I I don't mean to cut you off. It's been a debate it's, it's on Bill Cowher nothing. team. Yeah, was it his team or was it Bill Cowher's right. team? But and he won one. He's been he's, twice.
1: Though. No, he's uh, he's been he's, yeah he's been twice because he's, he's been, been to AFC champions once, other right. than the Super Bowl champions. So he's only been to the AFC champion and been to Super Bowl twice in seventeen years. Uh, the problem is the first. Uh, Ten years, outstanding. He had two eight and eight seasons and a nine-seven. The rest were all ten-plus wins. Okay. okay. The last okay. six seasons, he's had one season over nine wins in the last how, six.
2: How many playoff appearances? Because we play playing for playoffs.
1: Um, Let me look and see that now. Just looking it up right now to see when he was in the playoffs. I'm trying to see how you'd see. Oh, okay. So in the last six seasons, he's been in the playoffs twice. Okay. Once is the wild card, once they were 12 and four.
2: All right. So, so. So let's 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 go back to the Tom Brady days. Obviously Tom Brady, he played twenty plus years. Yes. It's twenty plus years and he won seven championships.
1: Okay.
2: In twenty plus years. Mike Tomlin went to one Super Bowl, two. I, I want no one Super Bowl, one AFC. One, championship.
1: one no, one one went to two Super Bowls in two yeah. seasons. In right. seventeen seasons.
2: So he has two AFC championship uh wins. Yes. Okay, we're gonna talk. We're gonna focus on the positive shit Gary, because we you obviously.
1: No, you 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 asked me why is he on the hot seat. I was gonna give to you, because okay. in the last six years he's been mediocre as a, as a team. They've been more mediocre. They've been in the middle of the road, middle of the pack, fighting to try and make a wild card spot. They haven't been the dominant Steelers they were the first ten years. He was the head coach, and that hasn't changed for six years. And it's gotten even worse that they don't have a quarterback now. So, so, like, he he has Kenny Pickett, who's not the answer. So, I don't know what they see if if he's going to continue keep keep the team going. You already see you have George Pickens out in the media saying, hey, I'm not going to block my running back because I don't want to risk getting hurt.
2: He like, did that, that,
1: He 1,000% said that because he didn't want to that. get hurt. Yes, he did. He didn't say that. What did he say then?
2: there's no way that that young man said that Gary yeah. not in the not in the national Football league where it's a team sport where you ask yes, a guy did. to do things yes, he did. that if you're a wide receiver you got to catch the ball you got to block there's a there's a lot that comes with playing receiver very similar to running back tight end and and those other positions like quarterback you as a quarterback you don't even have to be an elite quarterback Gary but as a quarterback we are asking you to know the plays put the ball in the right spot hand the ball off and get us into the right place that's a byproduct of being a quarterback you're telling me that a wide receiver that part of his job as a wide receiver is blocking catching the ball running the ball or, or doing whatever the team asks him to win you're telling me that he said he does not block for his running back As a Pittsburgh Steelers player that has been a part of that's on a coaching staff, that's on a team that has a coaching staff, that has won 17, there's no way, Garrett. There's no way. His
1: exact words was he was trying to prevent a Tank Dell situation where Tank Dell tore his ACL because he was blocking for his running back and his running back scored a touchdown he got rolled up on. He said, I didn't want to get injured. When you stay in and block somebody, you can get run up on very easily. So he did not block for it. And his running back got tackled and didn't score a touchdown. And then I the very that. next week after that was said, Jalen Warren said in the media, hey, I'll block for the wide receivers. And in the game, they did a uh, jet sweep with him leading, and he decleated the the uh, linebacker and the, the wide receiver scored a touchdown. So he backed up exactly what he said he would do.
2: I see what you're saying.
1: So to me, and like, you know, you know, playing with Tomlin, you never had those issues come out in the media in the past. He kept Antonio Brown in check for all those years. He goes to Tampa and loses his mind. The only one, the only issue he ever had was Le'Veon Bell towards the end of Le'Veon Bell's career because Le'Veon or in Pittsburgh because he wanted a new contract. That was it, though. And you never heard anything come out. Now you hear it every week. So I think something, the player, he's lost some of the players in some way or something, and I think that's why people keep saying, oh, maybe it's time for a change because they're staying mediocre. They're fighting for a wild card every year. They're not a great team. Their their defense keeps them in the games. They're winning games because of the defense uh, because they got the sack leader, TJ Watt, who's just dominating year in, year out. But... That would be why I would say he's on the hot seat, but you see, Bill Belichick has two down years, three down years, and he's out. He's going to be gone after this year.
2: There's no way. Rip. There's there's no way Bill Belichick's going anywhere. I appreciate your your off commentary, but that that's there's no way that Bill Belichick's going anywhere. Uh, he'll be Bill Belichick is in one of them situations to where because I was going to ask you that question: Is Bill Belichick gone? Because obviously the the success that tomlin has had in pittsburgh his job is on the line for many many years we have found out that tom brady has been absolutely protecting bill belichick and his coaching style now like has it always been the bill belichick way gear has it been the tom brady way and bill belichick um um benefited uh, as well as robert Kraft, because you don't hear anything from that organization from a win standpoint they can't get it done with matt jones they can't i mean uh is it mac jones or matt jones mac mac yeah mac jones they can't get it done with him they can't get it done period at all with any quarterback with the talent that they have there that was one of the reasons why tom brady had the issues that he had when he was there is because they didn't want to get the talent so now where are we at we got we got bill belichick having issues we got Tom Brady that doesn't have any issues. He had 17 straight winning positive seasons, but that's the guy that the job's on the line every year, and you say mediocrity. That's crazy. Game. So you want to know the crazy bananas.
1: thing? So the time that Tom Brady was the quarterback of the uh, New England Patriots, and even when he got hurt, there wasn't one season they didn't win more than nine games.
2: Okay, but you gotta understand this too. And and I understand what the quarterback said when he said that the Patriots played in one of the weakest divisions,
1: Gary. Yes, because they were down so bad. No, I they agree. were. They now, were I, I will say the crazy thing is, like you talking about mediocrity, okay? When Brady left, the Patriots went seven and nine, ten and seven, eight and nine, and they're four and eleven this year. And they're talking about firing them. That's Four seasons, three of them are one of them's 10 and seven in the playoffs. The other two, they did not. They were seven and nine and eight and nine. And then they're talking about he's going to be fired, Bill Belichick. Tomlin's got six seasons of that, and he hasn't been fired with one good season in, in between.
2: Oh, so, like, so you're- if you're trying
1: to compare the two, it's very similar resume between four and six years. One One season over 10 uh- wins. One I, over two.
2: It sounds like three of those four seasons, Gary, or two of those four seasons were losing seasons. Oh, oh three 17 seasons. Yeah,
1: yeah, seven and nine.
2: Seasons. But again,
1: seven and nine and eight and nine. Like, it's not like I, that's a fighting for a wild card spot still. It's, that's what I mean when I say oh, yeah, I see what you're fighting saying. for a wild card means I don't care. You can be seven and nine. There's teams fighting for a wild card at seven and nine right now. Somebody's going to make the playoffs at eight and nine this year. They're going to have a losing record to make the playoffs because of the expansion of the playoffs and the 17 game season, you're going to see more losing records make the playoffs because of the, it's just how it's going to be. So like, I go ahead.
2: Now we've seen an eight and eight New York Giants team, take it all the way and go win a championship. So now it's just a matter of which team get hot and getting hot at the right time. So that's not the issue, Gary, in terms of what your record is on and how you getting in I'm saying that he has a legitimate point because if you look at that division with the Patriots, you can obviously see that that was they like the Miami Dolphins wasn't the Miami Dolphins.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. You
2: get what I'm saying? So the Jets that, that, were
1: bad and the Bills were bad. Right. So
2: with that being said, he did have a legitimate argument in what he said when he said what he said.
1: So uh, now but, I will say an interesting aspect when you talk about like Brady and the Patriots it's crazy. How do you think would things have changed if the referees didn't give the tuck rule to Brady uh, in that Raiders game in the snow when it was clearly a fumble and they said he was passing? Would could could you see the whole dynamic of the Patriots and Brady's career change because of that? Because that's what no. catapulted <laughs> everything. Nah,
2: man. I'm i I'm gonna tell you something. They just would have lost that one.
1: Yeah.
2: Brady was. Good dude. Oh, he he was. was really good. I know we played against him several times um uh in the playoffs and in the regular season with Carolina and with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Very tough place to play, especially with him at quarterback. Uh very similar to Kansas City playing Mahomes when we played him down in Kansas City and we beat him nine six. Um twelve six, I'm sorry. So I get it, I understand, but at the same time, Gary. Seventeen winning seasons, Gary. Three of them were mediocre. Mediocre. Seventeen, Gary. No, three
1: of them were eight and eight. There's a eight lot of medi- but, but, mediocre. But that's the thing, though.
2: Season. That's the thing, though. And that's seventeen seasons that he's had. That's that's been winning
1: but, seasons. But it's the last six. He is nine and seven or nine and eight, and that's the problem. Now they've gotten mm. kind of stagnant. They had one season in between there when they were twelve and four.
2: That's it. okay. All right. Who, like who, I, who think is, that, I
1: think that's the reasoning.
2: Okay. Who is your National Football League MVP and why?
1: I think after to uh, yesterday's performance, Lamar Jackson, I think, it solidified it with that five touchdown performance. He didn't solidified the against
2: it. my team last week.
1: I think he did that too, but I think this really solidified it.
2: Okay. All right. I'm just asking because uh, there was some discussion that it should have been Dak Prescott. No, and the Dallas Cowboys. I just threw up my mouth. I did too. I I threw up in my brain before even saying that, because Dak Prescott numbers, if you look at his numbers, compared to Lamar Jackson numbers, they're very similar, Gary. He
1: doesn't have the rushing that Lamar has.
2: He does not, and the impact of Lamar rushing yards is way more beneficial than Dak's passing yards and what those numbers mean to lamar jackson and his team he is by far the most valuable player on his football team because if he go down the Baltimore Ravens. Well, an and i think
1: a structure. proof of it is lamar doesn't have a cd lamb on his team so he could just throw the ball to every time and just make plays. Odell's not the same Odell. Zay Flowers is a rookie. Rashad Bateman hasn't shown he could do it consistently. His best target consistently was Mark Andrews, and he went out with an ACL for the year. So like he's doing it with with receiver with good receivers. Not a, he doesn't have a great one receiver like Dallas does at CeeDee Lamb, and then a good and Brandon Cooks. Right. So like okay. and then uh obviously he's had to deal with a lot of injuries at running back too jk dobbins out at the beginning of the year then you have keaton mitchell the rookie that's coming up hot gets torn acl out for the year versus dallas has tony pollard all year they let go uh ezekiel elliott thinking tony pollard was gonna be the guy and tony pollard hasn't done anything they thought he was gonna be able to do
2: because it's a whole nother okay. level Trey Lyle on tony pollard he's a no. memphis guy no Tread i know Lyley but on, uh, no. my Lyley. whole
1: thing with with tony pollard was Yes, he's a great player, but I don't think he's an every down back. He needs somebody to help spurt. Like, he needs, he can't do he, – he ain't going to give you 25 carries a game and be productive like he was when he was getting you 12 to 15.
2: I'm delusional, Gary. I know so you're a Memphis guy. Wanna, yeah, I, don't, <laughs> I can't. It's very difficult for me to have those type of conversations. Um, but I can tell you this, though. I am a little bit upset that Brock Purdy dropped out of the race last week when we got beat by the Baltimore Ravens. I think it's unfair because I I understand that we potentially got two MVP candidates on our team, and Brock Purdy and Christian McCaffrey. As a result of them being on the same team, those votes are split, so therefore Lamar Jackson will win it. But I'm saying that Barry Sanders said it best it's very hard to win mvp of a league at running back like cd lamb for instance just broke the the dallas Cowboys record side note gary side note i i, I really have to say this because i'm not a cowboys fan at all I'm um, in fact i'm the opposite i absolutely hate the cowboys and don't see anything positive in them but I do have to give this man his credit. I did not realize how good Michael Irvin was playing for the Dallas Cowboys because after CeeDee Lamb broke his record, I go, ah, Michael Irvin is number two and three and four. And this man, Michael Irvin, put together some seasons, Gary. Like, he wasn't just like.
1: You you know, it was the battle between them and San Fran with how good the teams were. They were both loaded. I understand that, though, Gary. But for this man
2: to own, like, three or four season records where he – I don't think you understand, Gary. Like, you can go through – you could be like a J.J. Watt. Well, J.J. Watt uh, went being regular for eight seasons. But for – he played 11. But out of those three seasons, he played absolutely out of his mind. Not T.J. Watt. I'm talking about J.J. Watt. T.J. Watt, every time he step on the field, he's going to give you 20-plus sacks damn near a season. You know he's going to be in double digits. you got to find out where he is. You're going to have to plan for him. That's not how J.J. Watt operated. J.J. Watt was one of those that was just a high-energy guy that just worked his ass off and got those garbage time sacks, if you will, where maybe they was covered sacks. It wasn't like he just beat a guy off the line and uh, Aaron Donald him. You get what I'm saying? No, I do. So, not so it was it's 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 fascinating to watch dude it really is
1: all right um enough of the football talk let's dive into our uh serious conversation that uh, was a good co- question that we had to bring up um we were gonna talk about it last week but it was christmas yeah hold on it wasn't hold, on, the hold
2: time. on hold on we can't we can't jump into that yet we can't jump into that yet because we said that we were going to talk a little bit more let's talk a little bit more gear Just a little bit more before we hit them with that one about the new year, about the new year, because it's January 1st, 2024. Um, Again, happy new year to everybody. And we've had this conversation and I I, I really want to dive into this conversation, Gary, Uh, because this is just as serious as anything else. January 1st, 2024. What is the holiday? is it new year's eve or is it new year's that's the first question the second question is is the worst day to drive in america is on new year's eve if we all know that why is it still the worst day to drive with all the drunks and all the people that uh Tend to be out and doing all the things that they shouldn't be doing with the drunk driving. You tell me, Gary uh, and Tom. You tell me why.
1: You New ain't Year's your boy Eve. Time.
2: Oh gosh!
1: <laughs> are you oh, from the honky tonk
0: New Year's Eve party?
1: Uh, audio, we can tonight? tell because his audio is trash. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> It is.
0: Hey, I told y'all I was going to make it happen. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm like
1: D today. I'm going off the phone. Well, to give your answer, and then we want to dive into this big stuff since we got uh, time on here now. Yeah. Um, I think it's a mix of both, honestly, because I think people party leading up to the New Year's Eve, like up to midnight. And then at 12, when it hits 12 o'clock, now it's New Year's Day. I think that's what you're actually celebrating is the day of January 1st. So at midnight... Is the actual holiday and then it so but it's a holiday it's pre-holiday leading up to it and then why yeah, do people nothing, drive nothing, nothing that stupid.
2: you're saying nothing that you're saying right now makes no sense at all because nothing is closed on january 1st gary nothing is fucking closed on christmas christmas is every day that's a holiday gary that's, that's, that's why why a, holiday. It's a
1: joke that new year's eve and day is something so crazy like it's just stupid because i, just, I, I think uh the trash don't run tomorrow, does it? Uh, my trash picks up on Friday. My trash I don't picks know. On Tuesday,
0: uh, know. So my trash picks up on Monday. They ain't coming tomorrow, so there's one thing. Uh, well, I, I, all
2: I'm saying is, is, is time. Every most of the restaurants was closed today because it's New Year's Eve. Because it's I'm Sunday. saying tomorrow, those same restaurants because it was Sunday. They will be open tomorrow, and they will operate under regular business hours or modify business hours but they will be open on Christmas they're closed see on the Fourth is- of July they're closed on other holidays federal holidays they're closed I'm trying to figure out what 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 like what's the
1: holiday there is no holiday it's stupid there's no reason that people need to go out yeah. and celebrate it's just another day that represents the changing of a calendar there's no significance for us. It's the, it's pointless. I don't know why we turn it into a holiday. It's stupid to me. Uh, people just using it as an excuse to go get drunk and party, which is whatever. That's for them. Uh, and why do people drive? Because people are dumb. You don't go out tonight. You don't go drive, and you're doing that stuff. It's just stupid. As times coming live from a bar right now. That's that's. Yeah, so- so for me, obviously, the New Year's Eve part of it,
0: you know, it's called New Year's Eve. So the, you know, you have Christmas Eve, but the big thing is Christmas Day. Uh, so to me, um, New Year's Eve is is the one. Uh, so it's the day before and kind of, like you said, people might close early um, and celebrate, you know, from that early till midnight. But yeah, next day, business as usual. I don't think there's anything to to that no need to change January 1st. That's actually when you're supposed to be getting on the grind. That's a start of a new calendar year, so you're supposed to be get it going.
1: It's just trash.
0: Okay, all
2: right. So now we can dive into our yes, our, our, our really good conversations, Tom. Now that you're you're back here, this is a uh, this is very a very true...
1: serious conversation.
2: Yeah. Well, we ain't gonna get into that just oh. yet, Gary. I'm gonna say I'm saving that one. We don't.
1: Have, I wanna. I wanna. Been ask... on here for like forty minutes.
2: I want to give this story. I want to tell them the story, and I want to see who's at fault here. This true right. true story time. Okay, you ready to hear story time? I'm
0: ready. Whether whether I'm ready or not, you're gonna tell it, ain't
2: you? You absolutely right. I'm gonna tell it because <laughs> I want to hear what your answer, what your what what you're saying. Okay, so there's there's some kids outside skateboarding. They're between 12 and 15 years old. They've been skateboarding for a very long time uh out here and there's a passerby buyer comes up and this 12 year old kid man lands this like really unique like kick flip on the skateboard man and the passive is like oh dude that was tight man high five the kid he was like dude that was awesome can you do it again and he goes nah man I, I don't think i could do it again like um that was the first time i ever landed that trick dude that was crazy and they still like celebrating and stuff and then the passerby goes, hey, man, I bet you $20, man. You can't do it again. And he goes, nah, man, I I, I I don't know. And the passerby goes, come on, man, 20 bucks, man. Like, I bet you 20 bucks that you can't do it again. And the kid goes, all right, I'll give it a shot. The kid goes again, and he goes up, and he didn't quite land the kickflip. Skateboard come out from underneath him. He hits his head and fractured his neck. And paralyzed themselves from the waist down. Whose fault is that?
1: One hundred percent the kids' fault.
2: And why do you think it's the kids' the fault? The
1: kids' fault because you don't need to get peer pressured into doing it. If you don't think you had confidence enough to do it, so be it. You've been doing this. You know, skating comes with an inherent risk that you could get hurt. Uh, if you want to take that risk of trying to win twenty dollars by try another trick that you're not confident in and you wreck that's your fault. If that, if that person did not affect you, throw a stick mess with you in any way other than just try to get you to do another one, you're at fault. Not that person.
2: Tom, what do you think?
0: Uh, it's hard. Ultimately you're responsible for your own actions. But um, somebody influences you. I don't know i think I think there's some level of culpability there, depending on the situation, but like Gary said, I think it's you got to be responsible for your own actions
2: <laughs> okay so the 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 passer buyer didn't give the kid the twenty bucks because he didn't land the of trick. of
1: course he didn't earn it
2: one, and then two, the parents of said kid that sued the passer buyer for encouraging their kid to do the trick do you think that that's a like that's a legit lawsuit
1: no i think it'll lose obviously time knows more of the law than we do but i think that's a no-win case it's like if, imagine if i tell you d hey d'angelo go get in your car and run through your neighbor's house I'm not at fault you can, if you go You can that. go to
2: jail for that, Gary. I'm
1: not at fault for telling you to do that. Yeah,
2: but you could go. Yes, you are.
1: You oh. go to jail. Yes, you are. You don't have to do that. You can shoot. Gary, you could right, go to G, jail go for that, bro. G, G, hey, go now, jump off the bridge. See, in, those, in
0: those situations, it's more so the person has to have some level of control over you. So like a parent or a boss. Like, some level of, if you don't do what I say, you know, there's repercussions. That's where I think you can get into the, you know, the person that told you to do something gets in trouble. But outside of that, that's a really hard threshold to hit. (laughs) Well, well,
2: you got to understand this. I, like, I, I know that our security, there was a few times where we had a couple players just in casual conversation through Twitter or Instagram or one of these social sites tell a fan or something, kill yourself. And our security has come to them and said, hey, if they did that, they could charge you with something. So if that's the case, and it's not like that these players have anything over these fans or it's just people that's just being followed. So I'm 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 assuming that this falls under the same pretenses of encouraging somebody to do something and you being liable for the encouragement that you would, like if I if I encourage him, hey, I bet you fifty dollars you can't jump off the. Well, I bet him. He end up like, am I now responsible? Yeah, you're responsible for that because he'd have never did it if you didn't bet him.
1: No, I don't think you're responsible at all. That person's just dumb.
0: You
2: have you. Cause you're you know saying
1: that you get you
0: get you get to this question with some of these like people that are serial considered serial killers where they were just like they they had brainwashed people to the point where they could suggest something and they would just do it.
1: Charles Manson.
0: Right. So there's a certain level, a threshold where you can do that, but that's got to take like a lot of time and you know, not, you can't not just, just a random
1: it. statement. Right. Right. Got
2: gotcha. you. Got gotcha. you. Okay. So, here's a serious question. This is what Finally, what well, Gary wanted to get to, in
1: 2024, January
2: 1st. On. This is the serious question that Gary and I have been talking about for a couple weeks now, and and we wanted to bring it to the forefront. Time we would love to hear uh, your thoughts. Are you ready for this time? Because we're gonna start with you. The question is this. I was
0: born naked. I was born naked. Let's go.
2: Okay. The question is this. You go to the hospital. You go to the hospital by yourself. Routine checkup time. And you go in for a routine checkup and your doctor tells you, oh, crap. He gives you some fatal news and says, you got two weeks to live. Are you telling anybody? If you are, why? If you're not, why not? Only you know about this fatal. He, only you know about this fatal news. Nobody else knows. Right. It's just you. You got two weeks to live, is what he told you. Get your affairs I in order. What right. are you doing when you get home? What is your first move coming out of the doctor's office? Are you making any phone calls? Like what what are you what are you doing in that two weeks' time?
0: You have to tell anybody that's gonna be directly affected, aka a spouse your children, anybody that is going to directly affect, you know, how you're, they're able to function, you know, a- anybody that depends on you uh, for living. Um, yeah. I think you tell your closest uh, family and friends that you feel like you want to know, like, Hey, this is going to be the last of it. But outside that, and maybe work, I think you have to tell your work. They probably need to plan somebody to take over your spot, but outside of that, I don't think you owe anybody else the knowledge of that kind of like Chadwick Bozeman style, where no one had any clue that he was dying. Um, and I'm sure, obviously, I'm sure people that were close to him knew, but uh, yeah, I think that's it. You got to tell, you got to tell the people that are close to you that depend on you. Um, anybody in your family or friends that you feel like you want to know Um, and then maybe work is like the closest one where it's like maybe But I feel like you owe that to them maybe you don't um, depending on what your job is but outside that I think it's up to you who you want to tell
2: so Gary and I it's very rare but we feel the exact same way about this and I'm gonna let Gary speak for us
1: I so D. It's funny. So D came in the room and asked me this question randomly, and I said, "He said, Gary, would you tell me if you got diagnosed with a uh, fatal, like, diagnosis, terminal illness or something?" I said, "Honestly, no." <laughs> I said, "I don't think I would tell a soul because how my whole demeanor is. I don't want to burden other people because only thing that's going to be on their mind." And if it was six months, four months, the next four months, all they're going to do is worry about me and care about me and not live their life and then do what they're supposed to be doing. And I don't, it's not about me. i will You'll be fine. I'll get all my things in order. But like, I don't feel like I'm going to tell anybody. It's just going to happen. And then that way, you're not suffering for four months with me. Because otherwise, if it was two months, two weeks, you're going to be suffering for that two weeks, that four months, however long it is, that whole time until I go. I don't want to put other people through that. I would tell anybody
0: on the flip side of that you need to look at. People are going to want to make time that normally they wouldn't make. Cause like, you know, say you have four months to go and, you know, normally like what's the chances that me and you, or you and D might see each other in the next four months, you know, maybe there's a chance, but if there's only four months left to go, I'm going to want to make, uh you know time to go see you You know whereas normally you know the way our lives go we might not see each other in the next four months but
1: you know and that's and that's not something that's unusual yeah you know so i think uh i think there would be like this is what reese said Uh, i think there would be signs without me telling you uh because i'd be like hey you should come visit or i'm gonna come visit there things out of the blue out of the ordinary you'd have to piece it together versus me just tell you because again my like and that i think that's why Chadwick Boseman. if he would have told people everybody would have been coddling him and and all that stuff why he was still making movies he didn't want that and that's why he didn't tell anybody besides his closest family and i and i think that's I think you you don't want to put that burden on other people, especially if you're given like six months. They're going to struggle for six months knowing that they're going to lose you and they're going to be suffering for that six months, too. And, I don't think like that's a thing. That it they, ain't
2: even that, Gary. It ain't even that. My thing is, is like in the six months, how do you know I even want to see your ass? How you know that I'm not trying to go off and like do things with my family? Like what if I want to go to a whole nother country and. Live the light like all the things that are on my bucket list. What if it requires me the amount of time that they gave me to live in order to complete the things on my bucket list? And it doesn't involve you.
1: Well, so if it does, you see what I'm saying? Well, and then one other big thing time, which I don't know how you would feel on this, but like I feel like if somebody was given close to you, was given your demeanor. the way you are and you interact with them and act around that person is going to change twofold so you're going to be a whole different person when you're around that person now because you know they don't have much time left i would not want that i want people joking i don't want it to be a somber mood because that's not how i would want the last six months of my life to be but people are going to be that way because that's i've seen people do that when they get, they they change their whole demeanor because they don't want to make the person that's sick or something upset or make them feel bad, knowing something like it's a short amount of time. You changed who you are and changed everything. Now maybe now they're they don't like it. Maybe they don't like what, so, what's going on around them. So that's why I, I wouldn't want to deal with that.
2: So Gary, I asked Romeo and I have also asked Belle. Bell was like, I tell everybody and anybody who would listen, I'd want everybody to make time for me. Romeo said that he would make death jokes. And I was like, I think that that's that's a little too much. Like I-
1: There's never too much in comedy.
2: That one's tough, bro. That one's tough. Like, can you imagine Chadwick Boseman dying and somebody making a death joke about him while he's dying?
1: Comedy is subjective. It's not. It's it not is, at all. For me, comedy makes me deal with negative things in life.
2: True. But now when you're talking about somebody that's in the act of dying, Gary, and you're cracking jokes about that person dying, that's that's every, a little more. Every morbid.
1: single person you talk to is in the act of dying. It just depends. It's a lot longer than <laughs> some are longer than others. Is that not true? Uh, it is. It is. I like what you did there. It is true.
0: That's true to <laughs> I, a degree. My my thing with that is, I understand what you're saying about not wanting people to change the way they act around you, but um it's just it's just it's just a matter of like, I don't know. I feel like you got to give people the information because I mean, if, like you said, D, if you don't want People to come around that you know, then that's one thing. But you know, if you have people that you don't get to see all the time, and you're like, man, I'd really like to spend some time with them before I go, then I feel like you have to give them that information because you know it 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 does make it more of a pressing issue to
2: to come in, you know, to come see you. But, but that's but that's the th- that's the thing though, Tom. It shouldn't be more of a pressing issue. Just like Chadwick Boseman, Boseman. Since we're, we talked about him and we kind of mentioned him earlier, everybody in his family probably knew his diagnosis, but none of us knew it. What I'm saying is us knowing versus us not knowing, whether we were close to that person or not, doesn't change that person's diagnosis. So it doesn't matter. Like if I tell you, then I tell you and if I don't like, damn, he just kind of went out of nowhere and you like, well, shh. I knew, like, you could tell. Well, the thing is, now if, there will be nobody, signs. There'll definitely well, the be signs. Is,
1: if nobody knows, they're not going to think you didn't tell them. There you if go. You're just going to go. They're there not going to have. They're just going to think you just died mysteriously. They're not going to know. sleep.
2: Don't even know.
1: Yeah, and if if that's how you want to go, but then it's like I'm going to be
0: pissed if I find out that <laughs> you know what I'm saying <laughs> like. Wait, this motherfucker knew he was dying. Well, because then, yeah, then it's all hands on deck at your funeral. Because I am talking shit. Yeah, I'm talking shit about you. (laughs) But you, the thing is,
1: the thing is, like, I think a big part is it makes you when you think about this topic or this subject, it really makes you think. Hey, not every day is guaranteed. And I think that's what people lose lose that on that that thought process in life. Not every day is guaranteed. You don't need to wait till somebody is got a terminal diagnosis to spend time with friends and see friends and hang out and stuff like that because you never know when that day is going to end and right. if it takes a terminal diagnosis for you to want to make time then that's to me that's an issue
2: but i i can i can say this gary while we while we're here before we wrap everything up
1: um well i want you to tell him what your wife said
2: oh uh, <laughs> oh okay yeah I I I I, I'm I'm a bird walk a little bit because I had a buddy call me and he was telling me he he called me he goes hey man um I'm I'm having the worst day and I go well like you having like a normal worst day like you know what I'm saying like you woke up and you had a headache and you just don't feel good I was like if that's the case man you need to suck it up buttercup and he goes nah uh -uh, it's worse than that and he sent me a picture and this picture was, there was a white mass in the middle of uh, 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 the, the image, and it, it, it looked like an x-ray, and it was a, you can clearly see that it was a brain tumor. And I go, dude, what the fuck is this? And he goes, well, I was just letting you know that my 10-year-old grandson has a brain tumor that's like at the base of his neck, right at the, I was like, well, hell, how did you know that, to even go look for the brain tumor? Uh, and he goes, well, he was sleeping 10 to 15 hours a day, and he would get such bad migraines that um, he couldn't see, talk, do anything. He couldn't function. And I go, well, damn, man. I go, that that sucks, man. I said, so what are you going to do? He goes, well, my wife, she's delayed on a flight from Florida to Albany, So I mean, to New York so what i'm gonna do is is i'm going to drive down pick her up and then drive her to albany and my my response was i was like that's the stupidest thing i've ever heard in my life and he goes what are you talking about i said bro she's delayed you didn't say she wasn't gonna make it or like they canceled her flight or anything like that they was like well there's a lot of flooding and issues like that coming out of florida and i just don't want to i was like well my question to you is is like once you get there like you're not a fucking surgeon what are you gonna do like what are you gonna do you just found out that you're like everybody's first thing is is like i gotta get there i gotta get there very similar to us i only brought that up because we we're talking about the two weeks to live or the four months our thing is like we got to get there we got to get there because we don't know how much time we have left well my thing is that if you're already there then there's no point in getting there. I'll give you a case in point. If Gary was to call me right now and tell me, like, hey, man, I got a couple weeks to live, I'm not going to feel like I got to get there because I'm a, I'm in Gary's life. Like, I feel like I'm always there. So there's no rush to get there. So if you're in that person's life and you feel like there's a rush to get there, I feel like you're not in that person's life the way you need to be in that
1: person's life. But that's just me. It's a hot take time gotta unmute time
0: yeah so for me this is tough because you know the whole reason i ended up in texas was because my dad got you know a terminal cancer diagnosis so for me i'm on the side of someone that already like completely changed my life to come spend some time with him that I knew I would never get back. So I feel like I'm always going to be on the side of, uh, you need to give people the opportunity to spend more time with you.
1: But your situation is a little different because you said yourself, you didn't have a relationship with your father. You were just starting. So for you, it was a twofold. It wasn't just a, Oh, I need to spend more time with it. You were actually just starting to spend time with them. Right.
0: Well, yeah, no, we, yeah, we had just made each other. I mean, I I don't think that that's, that's different. I mean, cause you know, same thing if it was like my mom, you know, that's someone I lived with my whole, I mean, you know, even more so type thing, you know, um, I just, I just don't think that there's ever a scenario where if it's someone that I care about, um, I would not want to try to spend more time with them, but it's the same case where I think, I think it's the thing where you have to self analyze who do you feel like you want to know? At the end of the day, it's up to you. It's your life. Um, and what you want to do with your last days is up to you. But, you know, outside of people that depend on you, I, I think it's ultimately up to you. Like, I don't know, for someone like you, Gary, I feel like you have to tell your
1: dad. Well, I would, everything would just be laid out in a will. Everybody you would, so you wouldn't tell way. your dad. I think you'd probably see signs, but I don't know if I would actually tell them.
2: Telling you, Tom. It's just, so, <laughs> it's just, it's going to be one of those, man, where they wake up and they're going to be like, damn. Because I've already, my my sentiments about this is that once it's over, it's over, time, And there's nothing you can do. Like, I mean, if they say, hey, you got, and I've, I've told people I've never seen a hospice success story. Like somebody that got turned over to hospice, not somebody that ain't doing well. I'm talking about where they call hospice in and say, hey, there's nothing else we could do for you. They may live a few months or a year or two uh longer than they they but they <laughs> it usually they usually taken by their ailment.
0: Well, yeah, because hospice, the purpose of it is the comfort level of the person that's dying. That's that's you know because it's it's not to prolong their life to where because because you know we brought we had palliative care and hospice that came in and if anything it's like at least in my dad's case it it sped it up like the the drugs they give give you shut your body down and essentially they 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 make it to where you're comfortable but you are not yourself anymore.
2: Yeah. But just a quick story before we we get off here about my father. Since we are going into the new year, 2024, and we are discussing, you know, uh, illnesses and stuff like that, my my father was never really, well, he was never in my life. I don't, not really. He was never in my life. Um, In fact, I would call him a sperm donor um, if, and that's at the very best. Well he had got diagnosed with uh, cirrhosis of the liver and some other things. And they gave him like a month to live. And my sister called me with the devastating news and she was crying and she was just kind of all upset. And I couldn't figure out why she was all upset because I'm like, damn, this dude was in your life just as much as he was in like, he's more of a friend, like a distant friend than anything. But in the time that they gave him before his death, we got a chance to talk to each other and like get to know each other. And I was like, damn, this dude was a really cool dude in that process. in that time, though, uh, that four weeks or that month that he gave me, it gave me more problems knowing him in those four weeks than it did not knowing him. Because I had so many questions like, dude, you're so cool. Like, why wasn't I cool enough for you to be there for me? You know, it was like a whole bunch of questions, but very similar to like like when he died, it it touched me because I was just like, damn, man, like, you know, that's my dad right there. Um, but when he initially got the diagnosis, I was just like, well, shit, man, you know, um, he told me like I, t- I talked to him on the phone. He was like, yeah, I stopped smoking. I said, shit, I don't know why. I, I, you can smoke four or five times a day now. You're cool. It's over. It, you at the end of the line. It, <laughs> that, not smoking was preventative. Correct. <laughs> you there now. You there now. Like, I don't... So, you stop I will, smoking I ain't going to prolong your life.
0: You can well, go ahead. Me, please,
1: That's what you max please, out I
0: uh, I've never really talked with you about, you know, you and your mom's situation, but would you have not wanted to know about your mom? Like would you? Well,
2: that that's the thing. I I I I don't know if you've ever heard the story about my mom. She didn't tell yeah. us. No, she didn't wow. tell us, and she didn't tell us on purpose. And I was mad at her about that. She went in and had the double mastectomy and had everything done before. She even lied to us the day that she like uh, ultimately lost her life because she was going to chemo and her chemo wasn't even working. But she didn't tell us that because it gave us hope. They'd already told her that there was nothing else that they could do for her. She was just going up there for us. So, yeah, I get it. I understand. It's just a matter of, of like, it's us at that point in terms of not the person that's dying, but the person, like, all the family members that's losing that person is dying. Like, how can I make y'all comfortable that I'm leaving?
0: Right, because that too that does add another burden where you feel like it you does. have to be strong for the people that are around you. When it's yeah. like and that's something you have to remind because we have to do the same thing for dad. You have to remind him, like, hey, like you're the one that's dealing this with this. We are here for you. Don't worry about us, you know, and how we feel. Um, because that that's natural, I feel like, to where you do start to worry about everybody else. Um, so I see how that might be some burden lifted off of you if you don't tell people but i just think in the end it's one of those things where you're going to regret it um especially people that are here after you pass away it's going to be just a big regret that they didn't get to spend more time and they wish they would have been able to
2: right
1: so with that being said everybody spend more time with your friends and family Absolutely. You never know
2: 2024 that's what you need to spend as much time as possible because hey you know it, it may start off rough it may not start off rough but hey you started off with the, the cinnamon and sugar podcast so we appreciate you and for joining want, us on this new year
1: and i want to leave us with a question that will start off next week and then y'all can think about it because this is more pertains to you and time than okay. me um both of you have talked about multiple times and you're on the podcast, D, you just talked about it now how your fathers weren't in your life growing up yeah. and stuff like that, uh, and then y'all ended up getting a relationship with him, D, in the last month. Time, how long was your relationship? The did you have time?
0: well so, so the thing with my dad, I had a semi relationship because he had always called and like sent birthday presents, Christmas presents. I had just never met him in person until I graduated college. So it's not that i didn't know him at all um i just had never met him in person so i think that made it a little bit easier how long
1: did you have with him
0: so i graduated college uh when i first met him and then i think he he got diagnosed like a year and a half after that um or two years after that, and then yeah, so I guess three and a half years, four years.
1: Okay, so which will be this would be an interesting question then from both of you because it's just a little different perspectives, but similar perspective. So the question is what made you want to meet him in person, knowing that they weren't really in your life as a phys- as like a physical person, maybe a voice a or stuff like that. What made you make that ultimate decision? I want mm-hmm. to meet him time d i want to go meet him he's only got a month what made you want to do that because i I, obviously i didn't have that situation my dad lives at my house with me but i feel like for me personally i would not want to meet him meet my dad if my dad did that personally that that's just how i am on if if i have family that i've never talked to and they randomly just reach out and want to see I have no interest in seeing you like for what you've never talked to me like you never came and see me. Like I just have no interest. I'm interested in y'all's perspective. So I want to ask that question for y'all. Y'all can think about it next week. Let's dive into that because I'm very intrigued on y'all's perspective on how y'all feel. What made y'all decide to do that?
2: I can't wait to talk about it, man. Again, thank y'all for joining us on the Cinnamon Sugar Podcast. Gary, damn, you got real serious today. <laughs> Couldn't even joke and laugh <laughs> right, on the God, ending God. on that. Happy,
0: happy New Year to y'all motherfucker! Hey, my Yeah, about I to know. go. To cheese, cheese Man and his girlfriend, so bring this podcast up a little bit if he's listening. Cheese Man and his girlfriend are out in the honky tonk right now, so I'm going to go see if I can figure let, out the story know, for Let them. us know what they're going to do, who's moving where. Right, who's moving where. I'm going to figure that all out tonight, and I'll report back next right. week. <laughs> on the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast. We are- you are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage. You are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage. You are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage.